Hello, everyone. Welcome to this special edition of Rome Business Radio. My name is Roger Manus, and normally we would be coming to you from the Hardy Realty Studio uh, downtown Rome at the Rome News Tribune, but due to the coronavirus, we are broadcasting remotely today from the Hardy Realty Remote Studios inside my house. <laughs> uh, I am joined today by uh, Jeannie Krieger, the president and CEO of the Rome Floyd Chamber of Commerce, by Scott Preston, the president of Synovus Northwest Georgia Division. He's also the chair of the Rome Floyd Chamber. And Richard Montanero from the University of Georgia Small Business Development Center. So um, everybody is remote. We are seeing each other across Zoom and speaking through the internet, as we say. So I uh, hope everybody can hear me. How is everybody doing? Everybody doing okay? Everybody healthy? Healthy, safe, sheltering in place, man. Uh, Jeannie, you good? I am good. Thank you for having us together today. And and uh, uh, Scott, you are joining us via phone. How are you doing? You good? Doing well today. Uh, thank you for asking. So, yeah, just uh, top priority in this day and age is that people are staying safe and healthy and washing their hands and quarantining and working where they can, when they can. So obviously this uh, this coronavirus is a serious health issue throughout the country, but we are here to talk about business in Rome and Northwest Georgia. That is the, the purpose of Rome Business Radio. So obviously business is impacted across the country. What are we seeing in Rome and Northwest Georgia, uh, Jeannie, from your perspective? Just uh, tell me a little bit about an overview. Sure. Um, you know, this is just a hard time, um, especially for our small businesses as um, many are closed because, you know, under the state order or, um, you know, they're having to operate differently than they were before. Um, we are also, you know, I'm always heartened when I see how many of our small business are adapting and they're changing up their model in very innovative ways to be able to continue with their sales and to retain their employees. So, um, you know, Richard will speak more to this after I finish, but, you know, we do see um, the layoffs and with some of our um, businesses. And at the same time, because of what some companies do, we see them actually ramping up production, you know, whether it be in the food industry or um, in chemical manufacturing, um, you know, so it's, it's all across the spectrum right now, but uh, I have to say I'm, I'm, I appreciate the hard work and, and just the great spirit of our small businesses and how they are persevering through this. Yeah. Um, Richard, you want to follow up on that? Sure. I, I think the, the small business community has been, been impacted dramatically. Um, when, and while there are a, a few businesses that are ramping up, it's, it's very few. The majority of businesses have been affected, affected negatively. Um, just as a result of consumers not being able to go out and shop and, you know, participate in their normal business activities. And um, I want to say unemployment numbers were up around 6.6 million, something like that. The last report. Um, well, those, those numbers are changing constantly. So we don't yeah, even need to probably try to find a specific one. Yeah. You know, if you go back to pre COVID-19, we're at about a quarter of a million. I mean, it was, yeah. it was something, you know, some, some dramatic change and, um, to Jeannie's point, our, our entrepreneurs are, are, are valiant, brave, and, and, and inspiring people. They're looking for creative ways to keep their business going, keep their employees on the job. Um, 
and and that's been inspiring to see. Uh, but we're you know there as this is prolonged, as the governor has extended the emergency and extended the shelter in place, the level of anxiety has gone up, especially since there's been some delays and you know federal government assistance getting out to small business. And uh, Scott, let me ask you from your perspective first as, as uh, being involved with the chamber, what are your impressions of how the business community in Rome is handling this, absorbing it? Well, I think I would just echo exactly what Richard and, and Jeannie have said. With one addition, I'm seeing a lot of creativity out there. Um, banks have long wondered with proliferation of online um, purchasing, et cetera, what companies can adapt. Well, we're finding out right now those that, that that can, those that are allowed to be open right now, uh, seeing a lot of creativity, especially within the, um, the restaurant industry, outbound calls, they know who their regular customers are, and, and you're seeing uh, similar things in other sectors. But by and large, this has been a very, very challenging time for, for anybody in, in any type of business. There are a handful, like Jeannie said, that are that are flourishing. Those are the anomalies right now, but by and large, it's been a, it's been a challenge all around. And Jeannie, this obviously is unprecedented. Uh, you know, nobody has ever dealt with this. So what is, so some of it is probably trying to get a plan together and implement the plan, but also some of it is thinking on the fly because there is no, there was no plan from 10 years ago. What is the chamber doing to um, try to help serve businesses through this trying time? So we have set up a business triage page that's on um, our website, rumga.com. And we try to make sure that we have up to the minute resources right there. And it's a lot of reading um, for all of our business leaders, employers, owners, um, because there are so many options um, as to, you know, different loan options and opportunities. There's also, um, you know, just different guidance from different resources. But we feel like it's important to have that, all of that information in one spot where they can read through and then decide what their, you know, um, best steps of moving forward are. We also have people resources in place. Um, you know, some of the questions are beyond um our expertise. So this is where it's been great for us to partner with the SBDC. Um, Richard and his team do a phenomenal job and they have 100% of the time called uh, every business we've asked them to call and walk them through and counseled them. And that is, that is huge because that means so much to that small business owner. And, um, you know, we also have, you know, accountants and um, attorneys who've donated some of their time to help our small businesses as well when it comes to, you know, those specific questions, um, legal or not, um, that, you know, maybe somebody with that expertise would need to answer. So we are, we are the connector to resources and um, we are really trying to um, just make sure we call all of our members and we call businesses. We've gone on the radio. We're doing this today. We try to make sure we're um, putting the necessary information out there in, in all the ways and avenues we can think of. I like the way you phrase that, the connector to resources. 
uh, because people out there are having to deal with, uh, and what you touched on earlier, anxiety, not just to mention the, the dollars and cents. But so when, when you're talking with some of these people, Richard, what are some of the specific questions and concerns that, that these small businesses are having that they talk to you about? Sure. You know, primarily um, it's the anxiety levels high, you know, businesses down the first week this came out, you know, revenues are down 20%, 30%. The second week revenues are down 80%, 90%. The third week revenues, businesses shut down, we're sheltered. Play. I mean, so you can imagine um, what we counsel our, our clients to do primarily in, in any crisis situation like this is shrink your, the size of your operation to match your revenue stream. In other words, you've got to guard the resources that you have. So you've got to slow down cash outflows sort of so that they match cash inflows so that you have cash to operate. We, we always refer to cash as oxygen for a business. Without oxygen, you die. Profits are kind of like food. You can live without food for a while, but you can't live without oxygen. So um, we, we, we get that cash conservance. Ask your uh, lenders for forbearance on any existing debt. Ask your landlord for forgiveness of rent for a few months. Ask the utility company, what can they do to help you with your power bill? Stop that outflow of money. If you have to right-size your workforce, the Department of Labor is there to backstop your W-2 employees You know, with unemployment insurance, but make sure that you save the cash that you have. And the reason that I say that, even though all the government announced all of these assistance programs, um, the EIDL loan program was you know, intended to have money in the hands of uh, entrepreneurs in three days. The verbiage made people think, hey, there's $10,000 coming right away. Not here. Nobody's received that money yet. And what we found out is the, the approval basis for that is going to be about $1,000 per employee. So those small businesses that have one employee, which is the owner, might qualify for $1,000. Those that have 10 will qualify for 10 so if you were, if, I didn't want businesses to operate based on the fact, oh, there's money coming to me right away. Um, there's right. Another- in fact, in, in other words, you don't want them treating that as a, a, an outstanding receivable that's coming in, um, especially when you get down to the weeds of some of the fine print. It may not be the receivable they think it is. Uh, it's a smaller number. Um, so you're asking them to operate as close to the best as they possibly can. And what shows up, shows up. Exactly. And, and then, then when they see where this reboot of the economy, what it looks like, they can make decisions and they, and they can work from there. And, and you know, listen, there's, a, there's assistance coming. We know it. The, the payroll protection loan program looks like that money is going to get in the hands of, uh, of you know, need, needing businesses in need before the EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan money will. And, and Scott may be able to speak to that. They're probably seeing some of those funded right now. Well, yeah, I was going to ask Scott from a banker's perspective, what's what's going on in your world with some of these concerns for your customers? Sure. Uh, the EIDL program I'm, I'm familiar with, but we're not hearing a lot of activity with that. And the banks really aren't involved with it. It's straight to the SBA. But the banks are essentially the conduit to the government to administer this PPP program. The, the volume is, is tremendous. I mentioned on a, uh, a show yesterday, I believe it was, uh, the, the pace at which these requests are coming in to the SBA right now is about a billion dollars an hour. 
Oh, my goodness. As best we can tell, we don't know how stale the data is, but about one-fifth of the money has already been funded and is in the hands of of the requesters. We've had quite a few here at Synovus Bank. We've got probably six billion in requests. We've only funded on a little less than 10% of those so far. We haven't cornered the market though. All the other banks in Floyd County, to my knowledge, are are participating to some degree. So I would suggest if you think that you may need some assistance, go to your bank, go quick, because I feel like this is probably going to run out in about three weeks. Um, if you do the math on a billion dollars an hour, now we do know there's another 250 billion that we believe is most likely to be right behind this initial 349 billion but that's not been signed yet it's it's held up in congress right now but even with that there will come an end to the assistance so get in line early how are you um this is very grassroots but you've got all of this extra business coming at you because of the need but yet you your employees need to be protected and safe and healthy just as an, as an employer, what are you doing on a day by day basis? Are we drive throughing? Are we, how are we doing all this at the bank? You mean? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Um, our lobbies are closed. We have all of our drive through operations open. And I would say that's pretty consistent throughout right. the entire industry. A lot of our people that are working to administer this PPP program are working weekends late at night. Um, those that are having to come in are being paid time and a half and or um, I guess you'd call it almost a hazard type pay for those that are coming into our branches on a daily basis and um, setting up appointments with customers, et cetera. So our team members matter uh, to us significantly. Uh, if, If not for our team members and our customers, we wouldn't be here. So our team members are here. We want to take care of them so they can take care of our customers. And again, great banks in our region, and I'm sure they all have a very, very similar mindset. Well, this is obviously just a excuse the metaphor here it's a it's a gut punch to the economy and um so the economy is taking a blow but especially breaks my heart a little bit for rome because it's such got, got a great vibrant small business community broad street is always you know there's a hustle and bustle genie just as a yeah. as a roman break your heart a little bit to to it does. Yeah. It does. It does. You know, these are people's jobs. They're yeah. their lives. They're their dreams. Um, so it does break my heart. But this I know. Rome is very loyal. And, you know, a lot of our small businesses are being carried right now by their loyal customers, those who are willing to buy a gift certificate or, you know, um, call in an order or you know, go to the curbside and pick up. And so I have been amazed at how people are reaching out to do what they can um, to have, you know, to help these businesses during their time of need. But it, it is hard. And, you know, employers in Rome, they are doing the best they can to take care of their employees as well. And so, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different, options um for them but you know at the end of the day it's just people are having to make tough decisions and it's just hard what else can we be doing besides 
ordering out and going to pick it up and, and doing the gift cards. What else can we be doing? You know, because the lifeblood is dollars need to flow through the economy. And in, with the, the health scare, dollars aren't flowing through. What else yeah. can we be doing? I think I'll, I'll speak to that first. And then I think Richard may. I think that, you know, you know, as we think about, I mean, we're going to come out of this. And right. so when we do, it's, you know, making those purchases that are meaningful to our businesses. You know, somebody who's, you know, been thinking about purchasing an automobile or, um, you know, doing shopping locally, shopping in Roman Floyd, you know, supporting these businesses that that support jobs here in our in our community. I think that's the most significant thing. Richard, yeah. Let me just jump in and, and talk from a business owner's perspective, because what business owners should be doing right now during this downtime or during this slow time is reevaluating their business model, looking at what opportunities this market has created. You know, most small businesses are created at some way or another to, to solve a pain point or to fill a need. What opportunities have we learned? What are we learning about our new go forward economy. What are my competitors doing? What can I do to take advantage of this situation? And I'll give you a, uh, an example. Um, a thrift shop came up with the idea that now is the perfect time while everybody's at home cleaning out their closets, doing self-improvement projects to get the best merchandise for their thrift shop going forward, get a rent a box drop and go pick up merchandise. What businesses do well in the down economy? Thrift shops. Which one's going to win? The one with the best merchandise. That's the kind of out-of-the-box thinking, creative entrepreneurship that's going to drive what happens past when this economy reboots. There, there are smart guys right now thinking of what business can I start? How can I take advantage of this? Not, and not in a bad way, but what can I do to solve a pain point? Yeah, Scott, is, are we forever going to be changed with how business is conducted after this, do you think? Well, these are the same questions we asked ourselves after the 08 debacle. And I think, yes, we're, there's always going to be uh, in the back of our mind, um, those of us that were around 08. And I think 2020 and COVID and all to do with that, it's going to be in the back of our minds forever. Um, yes, it's going to change uh, probably legislation that's beyond my expertise. But as far as what I do, how we look at credit, how we look at cash flow. Um, we've always been generally a very conservative bank, but we'll probably be pushing back harder. As Richard said, cash is king. It cash is oxygen. And if, if we're looking at whether or not someone is credit worthy, we'll probably be looking a little bit harder at cash reserves than maybe we have been in the past. Um, I, I think that's probably in my world what will change more than anything is is how we view cash flow, how we view um, adaptability. We, we thought we understood what businesses might be able to adapt if there was a, a downturn in the economy or a hyper quick uh, turn to online acquisition of product but maybe we didn't know what we thought we did. We're learning a lot. You know, Scott, lenders used to look at a loan application and then shock it for interest rates, right? What happens if interest rates go up to so-and-so, but nobody came up with a let's shock it for COVID-19 and see what happens to the business or the viability of that loan. This is 
I think you're right. I think we're it's a new landscape for sure. You know, I've been very um, pleased with how fast small businesses have adapted. Uh, it's it's within 24 hours. Some of the restaurants, the one across the street from the chamber, um, Doug's Deli, they turned themselves into a drive-through. Um, La Scala down the road, they started delivering. Uh, you know, Mel and Mimi, the retail boutique, they started putting fashion shows online to make sure, you know, customers could see their products, you know, firsthand in a, in a beautiful way. So that is so um, kind of encouraging to me. And I hope it's encouraging to others in the community to just see how some of these um, businesses and probably all of them have adapted and, and it's because, you know, it's, they've had to, to survive. And so uh, it's, it's just heartening to see. One of the, uh, I'm, I'm maybe getting off subject here just a little bit. One of the more interesting, fun things I've seen that you guys are doing on your social media, Jeannie, is asking small businesses to do little commercials. Yes, for, for themselves. Yes. And, you know, if you're, if you have access to Facebook, go to the Rome Floyd chamber page, because people do get creative. They do. <laughs> and, they do. Uh, and that's been fun. It's been fun to see those businesses too. Um, the stitchery is, is one of the fun videos on there that comes to mind, but you know, there are also, um, there's a team of customers that are loyal to that business that are sewing the face masks right now for um, the medical community. So, you know, we've been so encouraged to see that as well. Heritage Sleep Concepts has, you know, where they make mattresses. They're also making the face mask for Floyd Medical Center and I guess for the the healthcare community at large. Um, Dr. John Cowan is doing the face shields and um, I think delivered those to all the downtown restaurants. So just you know, seeing how this community is pitching in to help and to serve is um, just beyond words gratifying. Well, that was one of the other things I wanted to touch on. And you went down that road was the fact that everybody's got their own concerns because the economy is, you know, in, in free fall and, and uh, we're all worried about health and family and friends. But there is this spirit of cooperation that seems to be going on. Are you experiencing that, Richard, from your perspective as you talk with these businesses and, and business owners? I've, I've seen a lot of that. And what's honestly been, again, imagine the world I live in, the cooperation that's having among different agencies, Georgia Department of Economic Development, uh, down uh, the DCA, local chambers, local government, everybody's working in concert to the best ability they have to try to bring as much assistance and resources to the, to the small business owners, to the public at large uh, as they can. Um, it's an unprecedented crisis, but I'll say without question, uh, government entities are working with very little regard to who gets credit for what and just trying to make things happen. Sure. It's, un it's unusual. So I'm, I'm very pleased with that element of, of what's going on. Well, we've talked about it from the small business perspective, but let's uh, just a question for any of you here about the individual who needs to file for unemployment, things like that. What, what advice can you offer? from your various vantage points. Jeannie, would you want to go first? Sure. We have the um, Department of Labor links on our website. Um, and also there's a great video tutorial of how to complete some of those. So um, people can go to our 
website, RomeGA.com, and then click on the business triage page to see that. Richard may want to speak to that this also. Um, yeah, the obviously our website as well, Georgia, all spelled out, sbdc.org. We have all of those resources and links and, and things you can check out. But something that's unique, that's new, um, sole proprietors, you know, business owners who haven't paid themselves and paid unemployment insurance, uh, as well as independent contractors who are compensated through 1099s. As of Monday, I believe it is to the DOL will be able to apply for unemployment insurance benefits. And this is a new program. They've not been able to do that in the past. It's just because of the unprecedented nature of the crisis that we're in. So those type of businesses that have not, uh, you know, individual business owners, um, and independent contractors should look into that if their business has been shut down and they're not being compensated, they're not working, um, into seeing if they, they qualify. Uh, Scott, you, you, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeannie. I'm sorry. I'll, also, I know the volumes a lot on all of these sites. And, you know, I just encourage everyone to keep trying. And, and you know, I saw it on the national news first thing this morning, people trying to get on the DOL website. and. Um, just imagine the volume that they're experiencing right now. And so I think they're they're working very hard. I know they are to get um, everybody through the process, but it just does take time. So stick with it. Yeah, Scott, any advice you can give um, customers in, in dealing with some of the delays and bureaucracy and things that are going to be happening and, and are happening? Well, one thing I would like to weigh in on, is is the unemployment i i I do think that the numbers that are being reported right now are possibly a little bit inflated given the fact that the way the legislation was written it's advantageous for many to um take the unemployment so i think what we'll have at at some point in time and who knows when that is is we'll have a a quick rebound uh hopefully in uh in, in our low unemployment numbers, you know, cross your fingers, hoping that these businesses can survive long enough to bring the people back. And I would say to individual business owners, please uh, explore every option, go to your banker, go to your CPA, whomever you believe to be a trusted source for information. Richard incredible at the SBDC, Jeannie at the chamber, they'll get you in front of the right people. You, you need information to make the right decision for your business. There are opportunities out there. And what breaks my heart is to hear that people don't know what's out there and available to them. And maybe they don't get in line because they don't know. And that's a shame. So uh, I applaud Jeannie for what she's doing uh, with the triage page and, and others who are getting the message out there. But, but please go to your bank, your CPA again. I know I'm being redundant. Um, and if you think you don't qualify, you probably do. Okay. That's actually good information. That's great news. Go ahead, Richard. Roger, there's, there's actually one good resource I want to point out on our SBDC website as well. We have a great side-by-side comparison of the programs with the CARE Act, the CARES Act for small businesses. And business owners can go and pull up that side-by-side comparison and really get an idea of what they qualify for 
what they should be interested, what they should look for uh, as far as assistance from the government. And that is georgiasbdc.org? Yes, sir. georgiasbdc.org. Um, uh, Scott, what is your website? Website is Synovus, and that is S-Y-N-O-V, as in VictorUS.com. Okay, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, the goal being to to keep everybody safe, healthy, but to get the economy going again. So if we can buy the gift cards, if we can go patronize these establishments through drive through or pick up, things like that, is the hope that as soon as as soon as the danger passes, for lack of a better word, or the curve is flattened, that these businesses can spring right back because people that might have lost their job for a month, that job still exists if that restaurant can reopen soon. Is that our, is that our goal here or whatever the small business is? is that- I, if I could take that and maybe others could fill in what I leave out, I, I think absolutely, Roger, that, that's the hope and the whole uh, rationale behind the paycheck, paycheck protection program is to augment a period of time that we hope, my goodness, we hope it doesn't go much past May and allow companies to stay in business, allow them to keep folks on their payroll. And the monies that are funded through this program, if if businesses are able to keep everybody on their payroll for that period of time, it's 100% forgiven. Um, there could be a pro rata portion that's converted to a loan if they downsize their workforce a little bit, but it's still cheap money. It's 1%. So that is absolutely the the hope. So that's the cash flow bridge, the oxygen that you guys have talked about. Exactly. Roger, I'll just throw in one thing. Americans are, are brave and resilient. We've proven that. We proved after 9-11 and people went back to ball fields and stadiums when there was fear. Uh, the economy bounced back and entrepreneurs stayed stronger after 2008. And we're going to bounce back after this. I saw an interesting interview with Dr. Ben Carson uh, sort of balancing his, his position as a surgeon versus his role as director of housing and urban de- development. He, he said, you know, listen, 98% of the people are going to recover from COVID-19. He said, there's a balance that we have to strike between opening up the economy and getting things moving again relative to the fear of, of what's going to happen. And so I'm fascinated. I'm just wondering, you know, how quickly we're going to come up with some medical backstops and things like that to, to help bolster that so that we can break out of the fear factor and move the economy forward again. But if we're resilient, I think this economy will bounce back. Can I get some final thoughts? We'll kind of go around, start with you, uh, Scott. Uh, sure. I appreciate the opportunity again, Roger. I would echo what what Richard just said. I, I feel like there's pent-up demand. Uh, I feel like as soon as things are, um, we're given the green light, if you will, to get out, certainly be safe as we begin to get out again at the right time. People want to go to restaurants. They want to go to the grocery store. They want to go to the mall. Um, it's, it's, it's just unbelievable i believe what the pent-up demand is we listen to a lot of market prognosticators in you know in the line of work i'm in and that it's consistent across all of them that we they believe that the economy will rebound probably sometime in the early third quarter um you know we're going to probably have negative gdp growth 
in the second quarter, depending on how long this goes, but most likely that will be the case. But it would appear, again, it would appear that we'll be moving out of it in the, uh, the latter part of the second quarter and move back towards a very, very robust economy in the third quarter. So I, I feel like we're going to come out of this booming. I just think that we all need to be very careful and safe in the interim until we get the, the green light we need from our health care providers. Richard, final thoughts? Um, I've got three seasoned business consultants in my office and 40-plus business consultants around the state. If, if a small business owner needs guidance, go to, w, go to the georgiasbdc.org, find your local SBDC office, and call them. Make an appointment. We'll walk them through it. We'll make sure they, they've got all the information they need. The local Chamber of Commerce is a great resource. Jeannie, I'll let you, you give some final thoughts here as well. Go ahead, Jeannie. Sure. Um, we're just here to serve and we're here to help and we can definitely walk businesses through the resources that are available. And again, just, um, appreciate our business community and, um, the SBDC and others who are so willing to help and partner with us right now. And one more time, your website, Jeannie. RumGA.com. Well, I'd like to thank all of you for what you are doing to help keep business going and and connected and and pushing all the buttons you can to try to make life a little bit better for everybody um, as we're all going through this together. I also want to thank the first responders and the people who are on the front lines dealing with this at the, uh, at the, the healthcare Amen. level, uh, the supply chain people um, and the, the, uh, the fact that food is still showing up in grocery stores. And um, you know, we're being asked to, we're being asked to quarantine, which, you know, it can get a little, um, uh, repetitious and boring, but it ain't, it ain't hard <laughs> to, you know, to sit indoors and watch Netflix, you know what I'm saying? Other, other generations have sacrificed in greater ways. Um, but I guess I know everybody's concerned about their livelihoods and their health, uh, for their friends and family. So thank you all so much for addressing all of these, these, uh, these topics with us. And, um, we just hope the best for everybody in the Rome, Georgia community. So you've been listening to Rome Business Radio, presented by Hardy Realty and the Rome News Tribune. I'm Roger Manus. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time.